You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Hey people, how are you doing? Welcome to what is episode 166 of the Sports Therapy Association podcast, recorded as always live every Tuesday on the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel. And I believe tonight it's also being streamed, if, if it's worked properly, to the Sports Therapy Association open group on Facebook. Okay, um, I just want to make a note now that if you are tuning in from the Facebook group, um, there's certain permissions that you need to give if you want your name and comments come up um, during the live recording. Um, there is a link in the post, uh, but I can put it up on the screen now. Um, it just means that if you do click on this, it gives permission uh, to Facebook um, to actually put your data up on the screen. Um, so I'm going to put this up now so you can see it. Okay. Um, and that's it. If you're joining us on YouTube, and that's fine. You can, it's the same thing as always. You can just um, put your comments up there. And we do encourage you to listen to the podcast and you, and you want to actually do something which is live and spur the moment and that sort of thing and network with fellow therapists then you are welcome to come and join us um, any Tuesday at eight o'clock, either on YouTube. I normally just do it on YouTube, but now and again, I just chuck on the Facebook a little bit as well, just to uh, see if I can reach as many people as possible. Anyway, so there we go. People are now filling in the live lounge, which is wonderful. Tim Gregg is in the house and he has said live on Facebook, which is great. That means that you've probably clicked that link or done something, so it's working. Um, Gary Benson, who's the founder of the STA, has joined us as well, and his message is up on the screen saying, good evening, listening whilst catching up on work. Well, that we know never stops, does it, Gary? Multitasking, fantastic. Um, so, yeah, before we crack on with tonight's show, which I'm really excited about, um, I just have to remember to thank personally last week's guests. If you tuned in, then you will know that we were joined by the fantastic educators, Dr. Claire Minchel and Claire Robertson, who really are just creme de la creme. Oh, actually, that's quite a nice little nutrition kind of mention thing going on there. Um, I did that without even thinking. I should really be on, I should be on TV, shouldn't I? Um, and uh, yeah, so both of them have actually got together, which is so exciting to produce a course called the PFJ, which is the patellofemoral joint. You all knew that. And from pain to performance, a complete guide to telephone joint rehabilitation. It's incredible that these two great minds have got together. Um, and as we mentioned on the podcast, which obviously you can listen in the normal channels if you missed the live show, and um, the inaugural course on November 11th at St. Mary's University has sold out. But if you do listen to the podcast and you're interested in attending this course, which I, I've got to wholeheartedly recommend, Obviously not for everybody, because it depends if you're an expert in the telephone will join and don't waste your money. But if you're kind of one of these many therapists who's a bit confused by the knee and not quite sure, how do I rehab it? What about if this? What about if that? Then honestly, I can't think of any way you would learn from better than these two wonderful educators. So you can go to getbacktosport.com, which is Dr. Claire Minchel's website, and you can sign up there and you will see priority notification of dates and locations. So... Yeah, fantastic episode. And, and just once again, thank you to Dr. Claire Minchel and Claire Robertson for giving up their time to be with us. Talking to great care, talking to great guests, Dr. Lucy Williamson is back, um, which was a fantastically well-received episode uh, back a few months ago, um, which was episode 155, I think. But we're so excited because following that episode, and Dr. Lucy Williamson agreed to come and be one of our speakers at the STA Theatre, 
and this November at the Birmingham NEC, which is on the 22nd and the 23rd. And indeed, between now and then, we're going to be chatting to the speakers um, and giving you a chance to hear what they're about, what their presentations were about, making that all important choice. Who are you going to go and see? You can only go and see one presenter at a time. Um, so uh, hopefully it can help you with that very difficult decision. It's going to be a great show this year. Dr. Lucy Williamson will be in the STA Update Theatre at 9.15am on day one. So opening the whole show, no pressure, um, with her presentation, Personalised Nutrition for the Future Gut Microbiome. But if you do miss that for whatever reason, I can't think of a valid one at the moment, then Lucy will also be in Theatre C um, at 11.15 as well with a, another presentation, different presentation. So, But if you've joined us, then hey, you can now hear from Dr. Lucy Williamson herself as I bring her up now for episode 166 the Sports Therapy Association podcast. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm really well. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Thanks for joining us again. Um, it was really was, I wasn't, I'm not exaggerating, it was such a, gen, nutrition always generates so much interest amongst therapists um, and they, they really enjoyed it. It was amazing. So thank you for that. Just, yeah, excited. That's uh, really good to hear. Um, so, yeah, so like I say, for people who aren't aware of the great work we'll do, we'll hear a little bit about where you come from and how you got involved with this in a second. But I do recommend that you go to the website lwnutrition.co.uk. First, because it's just such a beautiful website. I mean, it's just it's just so nice. The, the, oh, I'm, putting a, <laughs> I'm putting a screenshot just at the front. Uh, for those people watching on YouTube or, or Facebook, Lucy Williamson Nutrition, Inform, Inspire, just go there and treat yourself to a wonderful scrolling experience and then and then just benefit from all the videos and the information and blogs and information on the gut health course and everything. It's a wonderful website, loads of information there. Or you could go back to episode 154 after this if you want to hear some more when, when uh, Lucy was speaking of it before. But so yes, for people who aren't aware of the great work that you do, Dr. Lucy Williamson, could you, I know it's tricky because you've done a lot, but how did you end up where you are now? What was your journey like? Um, I, I mean, I was a vet before I became a nutritionist and um, I qualified as a vet actually more than 30 years ago, which is a bit scary, but I always had a love and a passion for nutrition and a curiosity about it. And I think through enjoying clinical work and working with owners of animals, um, as well as being outdoors uh, and being a mother then for sort of 10 years at home, not working at all, or working hard as a mother, <laughs> um, I just really needed, I really wanted to get more into human health and I wanted to understand food Basically, I, I just really wanted to understand food. I wanted to understand it well and understand the science behind it. So I I just took the bull by the horns, really, and went and did a master's in nutrition at King's College um, in 2016. And that is luckily where they are doing a lot of the research on the gut microbiome. I, I knew nothing about that before that point, but it just sparked my yeah I, I just for me the, that was it there was no going back it, it just wowed me and I liked it because it was very robust science uh, it was very logical it was quite a natural 
approach to health. And so I then just went freelance into, um, yeah, uh, in, into human health as a registered nutritionist. And um, here I am. <laughs> I would like that robust. We, we, anyone who listens to the show will love the, the idea of being a bit more evidence informed and evidence based yeah. and in nutrition, like so many things which are available on the internet. There can be some dark alleys kind of which people can Absolutely. disappear. Yeah. yeah. But you've managed definitely, and anyone who goes on your Facebook feed, which again I recommend, um, you're still very much in touch with animals. And I think when anyone comes to see you live, there's bound to be a few cows and chickens <laughs> just around <laughs> the corner. Um, without a yeah. doubt. So I, um, it's a really interesting one. I I have various aspects to my work. I always have the gut microbiome at the core of everything I do, but one of the pillars of my work is as a, a consultant for farmers helping them to tell the story of behind their food and why their food is healthy and how they're producing it and just help them with their communications and it's really great it, it's it, it's uh, obviously yeah, I love the connection back to agriculture to nature and actually my love of nature to be honest is one of the reasons why I wanted to be a vet in the first place because I just wanted to stay outside <laughs> um but yeah, it's interesting. There aren't really any other nutritionists working at that sort of interface between where our food is actually produced and how it's produced and how that impacts our gut and our overall health. And so I've just been really lucky that it kind of found me. Um, I'm an ambassador for a campaign called Love British Food. Um, and they just really are trying to um, encourage uh, the public sector and um, yeah, industry everywhere to buy British and um, because I do some work with them, I guess farmers found me that way. Um, so yeah, it's nice because I've got a sort of um, an, a natural way that I can not only talk about how important plant-based eating is, but also bring in the nutritional value of meat and dairy and eggs and fish and everything so i yeah it's a good a good mix it's a wonderful mix and it's very infectious um in the sense that anybody or after people listen to the podcast and listen to you and, and get your passion obviously from it but also looking at the information you talk about and the way you kind of dispel myths it's very infectious and this is something we talked about a little bit off air in terms of the benefit for therapists because once you catch on to it and you get those nuggets of wisdom and those pearls then you can obviously help your own health but then also you can help help your patient um and it's a pretty powerful thing yeah for sure and i think with nutrition in particular you know there is that there are many myths floating around and so what my key thing that i like to do is just give clarity just get rid of the overwhelm and just get the clarity out there i just i find that quite an important role um particularly within you know, we, we all know we need to be eating less um, ultra processed food. We all know we need to be eating more plants. And, and but beyond then, beyond there, it really gets very um, muddled. And so bringing clarity to that is great. And, you know, I, we were just talking um, before we started on air how the last podcast we did together, uh, one thing that had really stuck with me that you mentioned was how sports therapists recognize that you have this really precious space where people are actually going to open up to you and um, might not be anything to do with your 
your sports injury <laughs> or it might be um and actually then to have uh more sort of knowledge i think is just a wonderful empowering thing to to be able to help your patients in a broader sense um there's a real first for that at the moment you know i think everyone is looking for a slightly different route to health and uh, perhaps a more connected way a more natural way and yeah so um yeah it, it, it's wonderful i love working in that area it's really good it's worth people listen to the podcast it's worth i'm just gonna say now stop the podcast and go to youtube because you need to see the smile and, and the love in your eyes when you say these things to really get the kind of the the the, the, the truth behind it it's lovely um yeah no it's wonderful and and on your facebook page you're you're frequently dropping these they're not like truth bombs because it's far more subtle than that it's much nicer it's um particularly that i think one a couple of days ago which obviously i love which is when you put uh, why i love to start the day with an espresso which was very impressive because one it didn't have an x in it which often happens on other facebook posts which is just terrible. <laughs> and so obviously again it's like people i can imagine people telling their clients all oh, you need to drink less coffee you know coffee's really bad for you then you know coffee does this dehydrate you're going to dehydrate and and there's you the nutritionist coming out going oh i do love an espresso to start <laughs> fill us in on why you love your espresso yeah i think it's just really important to connect with normal life and to bring the joy in food and um coffee is uh is great you know it's full of these what we call um polyphenols which are also known as antioxidants and they're basically rocket fuel for your gut your um, good gut microbes that we all have in our large intestines and because they actually activate those um, micronutrients for us and they they need them to multiply themselves so um so yeah it, uh you know that apart from getting a little caffeine kick at the beginning of the day um but i so i like a, i love an espresso because you're just getting that pure um i guess the the real kind of nutrient goodness from it um and i often have another coffee a sort of milkier coffee later in the day um I wouldn't have one after about maybe three o'clock or so because I, you know, obviously I, I just, it's important to try and help your sleep um, quality as well as we can. But also um, just to bear in mind that that doesn't mean that it's obviously fine to go out and have uh, several coffees a day with all sorts of syrups and other things in them. That's, <laughs> you know, that's when it becomes problematic. But yeah, espresso, great way to start the day. It's a really, I say it's a really nice example, um, and there's more of them where you just gently kind of make people go, oh, really? I thought you were supposed to demonize that. I thought that was the enemy. Uh, milk was another one, which we'll probably talk about in more detail later on, but there's quite a trend now. I mean, the, the supermarkets know it. I think I went to one chain of supermarkets today, and there must have been 10 different alternatives to dairy milk, every single nut in the world and some I've never heard of. Um, and, and dairy milk's being demonised a little bit as well. But again, you step in there and say what? Yeah, it's a, a really, uh, milk dairy is very important to me. I, as a nutritionist, really understand um, its nutritional value. And with my vet hat on, actually, um, there's such an untold story there of um, the good that cows do if we're farming in a nature-friendly, climate-friendly way. So um, that, that's probably for another time. But yeah, I just feel um, 
at the moment, particularly when there's so much interest in all the um, plant um, alternatives, it's more important than ever just to, to remind a few things about dairy. Now, I, I love oat milk, for example. I, uh, I, I just really like the taste of it and I enjoy using it. Um, but that's pretty much the only plant milk I would use because I, I love dairy. So I don't need um, something like soy milk, which is high in protein, which is really good for people who can't tolerate dairy. It's quite a good alternative. But, you know, when you consider um, almond milk, you know, it's being made generally in California where there's been a drought for a decade and almonds are very water. They have a high water requirement. So it's not very sustainable um, in that way. And it's being shipped over, of course. So, you know, there's lots of things to consider. And I think, um, it, uh, yeah, ultimately plant drinks are not a nutritional replacement for dairy they, they are in the kind of texture they give you in cooking um, but it's really important to understand that uh, the nutrition profile is really completely different so I do like to talk about that a reasonable amount <laughs> no it's a great point and, yeah. and we do live in a we do live in a society that does love a polarized debate and it's like oh this is good well let's hate the other thing then you've got to look yeah. at something like yeah. dispatches on Channel 4 and you can see how polarised we all are already over that. So it's yeah. it's really nice when someone just goes, well, hold on, let's not chuck the baby out as well. Okay, yeah. I know there's benefits, you know, and, and really it should be common sense. Just because one thing is good doesn't mean everything else we used to have instead of that is bad. It's kind of like... Yeah, it, it is overwhelming. You go into that aisle and as you say, there's just this wall of not only... 10 different types but you know within each type of milk there's then another five or six different types and um so all true. trying to kind of fight for their place in the healthy diet yeah i didn't ask you this last time and it's just come into my head okay what's your take and it might depend on the person but i'm thinking of the whole low fat movement which was kind of introduced i mean i've read that it was introduced as a marketing it's a bit conspiracy now but it was actually introduced because hey we can just sell everything again with low fat on it yeah it uh, was um it was introduced in the sort of 80s really and it was based on really poor research um uh, we were aware that heart disease and cancer and obesity was on the rise and uh basically just assumed it was likely to be saturated fat that was the problem so um everything uh, the the guidance was from public health england at the time um you know let's start producing low fat products but, but then to um so immediately you you lose fat soluble vitamins as well like vitamin e which is a you know nice for healthy skin and antioxidant and all that sort of thing and um vitamin d other fat soluble vitamins then are lost but also you then have to add in things to make it taste better so you add in a bit more sugar and you add in things like emulsifiers and other additives which we know upset our gut microbiome didn't know that at the time and you end up with food that um you know it didn't make any difference anyway we all just kept on getting more overweight and heart disease and all these chronic diseases kept on going and it turned out that it was carbohydrates that were the problem and the rise of processed food so you know fat I mean it's really interesting I love playing this game when I go into schools but if I ask um, children or anyone in fact uh, how much fat do you think is in whole milk you know what percentage is fat and it's absolute top in your creamiest sort of Jersey cow milk it's about six or seven percent 
was really low. And actually, um, there's all sorts of great research coming now through now with uh, dairy milk that shows that those fats are actually quite protective over some really important things. So I go full fat the whole way with everything. The only time you really want to be careful with saturated fat is if you have cholesterol problems, uh, then for sure you need to just get some advice there. But um, whole, so like whole yogurt, for example, or whole milk, it just, it really fills you up really well. So it helps to kind of regulate the appetite. Um, so yeah, there's lots of reasons why um, we don't need to fear saturated fats unless it's these sort of trans fats where they've been processed fast food then that's a different story altogether so again i'm pretty sure there are therapists listening to this and thinking i told my client just make sure you get the white top milk i mean the first <laughs> thing we need to do to get you stronger and fitter is never get full fat milk so easy to do and you felt proud and all of this advice that therapists give is is comes from a great place i mean yeah. therapists aren't there for the money it's, mm. they're not going to make much money normally so they really just love helping people but it's if you're giving out information which isn't that evidence informed which is so easy to do your client's going to be potentially missing out on something else they yeah. should be changing. You know? I think there's a, there's a golden rule while we're on that topic is that the more sort of whole a food is and the more you recognise it as being in its natural form, the better it is for our sort of biology. You know, we kind of have to keep thinking that food is not just to give us energy and to feed us, but it's literally fueling our biology to work well and so we need all the nutrients in it and often um the way food is it's formed in a way that each nutrient within that food then benefits the other so we can absorb them better because they're in their whole food um and also you know with this sort of concern around ultra processed foods i just think that one of the easiest ways to check is to look on the label and to see if you recognize the ingredients because normally like on a loaf of fairly standard bread there'll be about 10 ingredients you probably don't recognize on there um because they're additives for shelf life and and lots of other things so just think well would i have that in my larder or would i use that in a recipe and if not why not and would i want to actually <laughs> that's that's quite a good rule of thumb it's really interesting listening to you because i can hear the kind of cries from clients and maybe even therapists especially those who are parents have got kind of little kids who just want to go to mcdonald's every single day it's like straight away you it's behavior changes and i think we talked about this last time when somebody suggests a little tweak you automatically think well that's no good i can never stop my kids from going to mcdonald's ever again they're going to hate me but no one's actually said you have to stop it completely and no one's actually said you have to it's but we put up this barrier don't we when, when instead of actually looking at how we can do it we just think of all the reasons we can't do it and that's something i guess therapists need to be aware of when they are just dropping little nuggets to clients don't just go you must never eat this again or you've got to always eat that because that's really the answer i guess yeah i think um you know it's all a balance and um i put my hands in the air we have a favorite mcdonald's that we stop at on the way to scotland <laughs> and that happens that's our year holiday but um yeah i you know it's um i look i i just think with nutrition it's all about um it, it's got to be fun and particularly with children we we want to get them to enjoy food and, and actually um often when i'm working with people it's about all the extra foods that you can add in 
to your diet rather than what you should take out. And, you know, there are some basics if there's a lot of fast food going on or um, that sort of thing. But generally, variety, variety, variety is is the key, particularly when we're talking about our gut microbiome. So, um, you know, that normally sparks uh, the imagination and gets the sort of motivation going because it's sort of thinking about all these extra fantastic foods that you might not have thought about that that you can fairly easily add in every day and um, makes a big difference to your health. Yeah, again, it kind of sounds so obvious when you put it like that, but I've, I've benefited so much like now just from hearing, speaking to you last time in 154. Now, every time I'm making a salad, well, we're going to supermarkets. I kind of think, right, let's get something I haven't had before. We'll just chuck it in there. I mean, it'll give a little description of what it does. So now I've never eaten radishes before. I never really saw the point of them. I was like, what's the point? But now I just put it in because it's a different colour, because it's an extra thing. And we're doing that quite a lot now. And it's so difficult to, to tell, isn't it, whether it's actually responsible for making you feel better. But it, at least it's going to, it's multifactorial. It's probably going to do something good as opposed to something bad if you're getting that variety in there. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think we um, people are really catching on now to the fact that what's recommended now is is 30 different types of plant a week. And I'm just looking at a comment from um, Louise there. My teenager won't eat anything green. Help. <laughs> and, great question. Um, so it is a great question. And the thought often when you say, well, let's see if we can get those 30 different plants a week. And it's like, that's that's not possible. But some of the really um, helpful things to remember are that for a start, we're not just talking fruit and veg. So we're also talking spices. That's a really helpful one, I think. Um, easy to get lots of different spices in your food. Um, herbs, you know, I've, I've got chives and mint and parsley and oregano and rosemary and something else growing outside, all of which are pretty easy to grow. Um, so spices, herbs, nuts and seeds different types of grains, pulses, beans, legumes, um, and fruit and veg. So there's, there are, there's a really broad spectrum of plants. And, um, so, you know, even just, um, like a simple pesto, like a green pesto on pasta, you know, in pesto, you, there's a, there's a, it's so easy to make at home, just whiz it all up in a blender and you can get three or four different types of, green leaves in there and then you've got lovely cheese and nuts and olive oil and um so that's all of a sudden there's like five or six different plants just in that one little type of sauce um smoothies are another fantastic way for, for kids actually of getting um different plants and uh my golden rule of thumb with them is to it's a great way of hiding vegetables actually because some vegetables are really sweet like carrots or peas and um so i'd often do one which is frozen raspberries and carrots and then maybe some a little bit of tinned pear something quite sweet you know and then you can add sort of nuts and oats and milk whichever milk you you like and before you know it, you've got a really nice tasting drink but by adding more veg than fruit it reduces the sugar um and you know lots of lovely nutrients in there so that's that's quite handy things like onion bhajis you can actually make them with lots of different types of vegetables instead of onions and that's quite a fun thing for for young people or adults as well you know just to have a sort of a sharing type food um so there's lots of ways of of yeah getting that getting those plants so there you go Louise Aker 
um, pesto. There you go. There's one example. <laughs> Definitely mix things up. I think, I think there is a recipe for pesto on my website, and it's um, uh, yeah, very easy, very easy to do. That was something I was going to say because yeah, there's recipes on your website, and also your gut health course includes. I mean, that's why there's a breakdown on on your website. Um, if you've just tuned in or you've come halfway through, and that's terrible. You should really go to the beginning and start and not miss out anything. <laughs> but on the website lwnutrition.co.uk, there's a breakdown of your gut health course, and you can see it does include a look at recipes because it's part of the big picture, isn't it? I mean, often kids will experiment more than adults. It's adults who have to suddenly realise, oh, I can make this. Oh, I can chop things up. Oh, I've always had that board. I never wondered why they just called different <laughs> colour boards. Let's use that one, you know, because adults, you're not taught this, are you, with a parent? You're not taught anything. So suddenly you're supposed to be making these food and unless you actually get some education, you it can be very daunting. Yeah. I One of the things I really like to do on that course, actually, that I've got online, but also just generally is almost try and free people up from a recipe book because actually it take, we kind of feel, well, if I don't use a recipe, it, it's not going to be right or it's not going to give me what I need it to give me. But, you know, it's um, I more and more now, I mean, I know it's my job, so it's, it's obviously far easier. But um, yeah, the way I work it on the course is I do, we have recipes uh, on each different session, but it's almost like a recipe sort of base, if you like. And then you can really vary it according to your taste so for example there's a recipe for um i think it's a risotto on there but it's more just a skill of making the risotto base and and actually we do it with barley rather than rice just just to be different but also it's uh, also great for gut health um but then you know you can add chicken or you can add cheese or you can add um beef or fish or or whatever you want to do but it and it sort of um yeah it just releases you from um it helps people to just start getting a bit more confident in just playing around with what you like the flavors that you like and the um the textures that you like as well um so and and i so it's hopefully a sort of time saving thing because you're kind of learning these skills and learning how to very easily vary them so you can trick your family and you're, you seem like you're cooking a completely different recipe <laughs> the next week. And actually, it's the same, but you've just made it look a bit different. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and and it's, it's also something that you do. I want to let people know in case they're not aware. Again, if you go to the website, you'll see details or follow on Facebook. But um, yeah, you're what do you call them again now? It's a great um, use of the word guts. Because normally with guts, you kind of think horror films, but I love following you because gut is actually an important thing we need to talk about more <laughs> on your days your gut experience isn't it that's your gut oh, experience yes. days yes. so this is a chance for people actually come and hang out with you normally near a farm with some cows and chickens Absolutely. what sort of thing goes on during those yeah so i um just love this connection that really what's going on in our gut is the bacteria and, and yeasts and all these little microorganisms that we have all billions of them they are releasing stuff from nutrients from our food that we can't release ourselves. So they do the things with our food that we can't do. And this is all research that's only just come to the fore in the last sort of five to 10 years. And they're also making vitamins and they're making digestive enzymes for us that we don't have. And so they, they do a phenomenal amount for us. And um, it's a brilliant, uh, it's just a really fun fact, actually, that 
the same is going on in the soil. So the microbes that are in soil, healthy soil, uh, you know, kind of trying to think maybe it's a farm that's farming with nature or organic or whatever, but few chemicals anyway. And the microbes in the soil are doing the same thing for the plant roots. So the plant is our food, it's some sort of crop that's growing. And so the, the crop is absorbing many more nutrients from the soil. And actually over the last sort of 75 years with the use of fertilizer, we've lost up to about 80% of nutrients from our food. So like iron in plants has dropped by, it's more than 70% actually, it's quite frightening. So we're trying to reverse that by um, reducing chemicals in farming. And um, so yeah, it's, it's exactly the same sort of process that's going on. So with the gut experience days, what I, what I do is um, they're generally on a farm or somewhere that's a very kind of nature environment and it does lots of things. It connects, it gets that reconnect, you know, we connect back to, to nature and to land and, and that's very calming and it's good for us just to be outdoors but we're talking about a very natural approach to health and so I think it's just a really nice setting for that. We normally go for a bit of a walk first and we know that exercise promotes um, really good gut health and we can talk a bit more about that actually um but you know when you're actually doing something as well when you're experiencing something it really helps the learning so um then we normally just share food together um either in the barn or outside if over the summer we were outside and um yeah we just talk about different topics you know whether it's uh we've been doing some on women's health we've been doing some on, on weight control um but always with the gut microbiome at, at the core of everything. And um, so, yeah, they, they're really fun. Sounds like a brilliant experience for a therapist to go, um, yeah, and, and just live it and then have that information for themselves. Like you say, learning in context is so valuable and then be able to feed it down no pun intended, to their clients just, oh, did you know we did this? Because they're going to listen more. If you say, I spent a whole day doing this and we were doing that, they're going to be interested as well. And they're going to benefit from your experience because you're living it as opposed to just saying, I read this. I, mean, I looked at this paper, which is always a little bit less interesting. So, yeah, I mean, it's brilliant to be, nothing beats doing it in person. I, I've done that so much more this year and it's been great. But equally, you know, I am aware it's, it's not very practical always, depending on where everybody is. And I'm always up for, you know, if anyone has an idea for a webinar that would be really, really useful for their particular group or, you know, do get in touch because I, I love doing that kind of thing. Just anyway, I, I always just really appreciate any way to share the knowledge because it is all quite new, the, the gut microbiome, and it's generally very accessible to people to actually do it. You know, it's a, it, it's a fairly, um, it, it's it's like a target for our health that we can actually moderate ourselves it's not you know it doesn't matter what our genetics are it's it's a really um yeah it, it's achievable amazing um there's information on a gut experience day you've got coming up on peter lay peter lee manathon on 5th of october that's on your facebook page if people are interested go and check that out and then also I mean, I should thank you as well for introducing me to Jacko. That was just an amazing episode. Yeah, thank you for that. yeah, he's a fantastic, oh, amazing, amazing guy. Another, and again, another passionate, amazing person. People who don't, who didn't listen to episode 160 through Lucy, I had the pleasure of chatting with David Jacko Jackson, who was an um, international professional rugby player who had to retire because of a series of brain traumas. And in his recovery, where he felt very alone, 
<clears throat> give a pretty useless advice, just like stay home and relax. Traditional medicine, God love it. Um, he suddenly started investigating himself and, and discovered the connection between breathing technique and yeah. stimulating that with the spiritual center and everything. So, and he's very much part of um, rooted life, which is something you're involved in as well, isn't it? Which is a similar thing, isn't it? Getting connecting with nature and yeah. Yeah, Rooted Life, a brilliant setup. And uh, I was lucky to be introduced to Jacko. And he's one of these sort of master instructors with the Oxygen Advantage um, breathwork coaching. And um, it is phenomenal what he is achieving. And the, the, the wonderful thing, again, the, with gut health is that it's not just about food as much as I would love it to be. You know, it's also about um getting our bodies out of that fight or flight mode that we're all in we're all sort of carrying a bit too much tension all the time and um gosh I'm sure within sports therapy there must be a lot of um work that goes on to relieve that tension because of you know carrying it in muscles or, or whatever and that tension is also um uh, really poor for our microbiome and so um the breath work um that Jacko does is it's so interesting. He has an amazing uh, early morning on a Tuesday. I think he has a kind of weekly free half hour that you can tap into. It's a great way to start the day. And it's just all uh, sort of engaging the gut brain axis and our parasympathetic nervous system. And so working with him, I find it really fantastic because it kind of joins the holistic and the scientific together. Um and now I think we're all really searching for that slightly more holistic approach to our health and its whole body health. So, um, yeah, he, do listen to that episode. And, and also he very kindly is coming on a retreat that um, we're doing together in Scotland in the middle of October. And um, that is uh, it's going to be really special. It's sort of over three days and we're calling it rewild your health and it it literally is just sort of um looking at our biology and just actually if we really what do we need to do to make it thrive you know we've got this um, gut microbiome which we know impacts our whole health we've got breathing that you know uh is going on all the time but very few of us me included are, are really breathing like we should to get the real benefit from it and um and then also another amazing coach who I started working with this year uh Cara Weekly McGrain who's written an interesting book which might be interesting again for therapists called um Calm Your Gut and she lives with inflammatory uh bowel disease but she manages it all through what she would put under a heading of self-compassion so again it's just finding that calm in your day and practices that can help you do that so the three of us anyway are delivering this event in Scotland in October we still have places available it would be amazing if anybody wants to come along and join us so do um yeah get in touch about that amazing yeah I've lit myself and work commitments and stuff but I mean to go I'll do that I'll drop a hat it sounds amazing just to spend time with with you guys and, and listen and share it would be incredible that's October the 11th to the 13th isn't it and just yeah. in Scotland, I mean, that's got to be such a in touch with nature. I mean, what better? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a bit crazy, really, because it's the north of Scotland, you know, <laughs> just trying to make it as hard as possible, but very well connected by rail and air <laughs> on the Murrayshire coast. If anyone lives sort of, you know, Edinburgh, Perthshire, beyond, it's quite easy to just drive to as well. But it's our family 
it's where um uh yeah i i sort of grew up there a bit and i know it really well it's a, just an amazing tranquil spot on the coast of the highlands and a chance to just really yeah get reconnected amazing sounds incredible right well look i think i mean I think we've already got enough reasons for people to come and see you at Therapy Expo, but we'll spend the, the final 20 minutes focusing on what you're going to be doing and delivering there and what people are going to get from your talks. Um, well, we've mentioned a lot of it already, the essence of what your talks are about, but just to let people know who are either watching live or listening to the podcast, um, Dr. Lucy Williamson is going to be at Therapy Expo, um, which is November the 22nd, day one at 9.15 a.m. in the STA, Sports Therapy Association Update Theatre. So actually, yeah, opening up the morning, which is going to be fantastic. Such a great time. People are running around thinking, what do I do? There's such an energy in the air. So you're just going to chill out 5,000 people. It's going to be great. And then, um, and you're going to set up their dietary intake for the rest of the day. They're going to be really thankful <laughs> for having, you know, it's going to be great. And then if people, uh, can't, and that, that particular presentation is going to be called uh, Personalised Nutrition for the future gut microbiome which we'll have a little talk around in a second and then at 11 30 on the same day so still day one of therapy expo which is november 22nd wednesday you'll be in theater c at 11 30 a.m which is the gut microbiome the new foundation to whole health thinking so yeah let's have a little look at the uh, personalized nutrition for the future gut microbiome i mean we've mentioned it a little bit what do you what do you think therapists are going to take away from that presentation if they come and see I just hope to get to give real clarity around it because there is obviously loads in the media about it and um, you know uh, things like the sort of plant-based aisle in the supermarket is pretty problematic for our for our gut microbiome because um, plant-based products that are then lots of different plants all kind of put together in a food that we don't really know what it does is, is not necessarily the best way of approaching gut health so um yeah giving real clarity around what how actually to eat to nurture your microbiome and why and um i think uh it's just the most exciting area of medical research today in that what we do with our microbiome and how we um nurture it does impact our whole health whether it's i mean and this is all you know as i mentioned at the beginning totally evidence-based but we now know that it is connected with sort of cognitive decline in later life allergies as a child um allergy perhaps uh, as, as an adult at any stage in life um cholesterol levels mental well-being immunity inflammation all these disorders and and in fact sort of most of the chronic diseases that we have in our time have sort of inflammatory processes in the body at their root and the microbiome is very very important in regulating inflammation in the body so it's just a brilliant core to keep at the center of um of a lot of uh health concerns and sort of knowledge of how it could potentially be either used to benefit um, your own well-being or your patient's well-being or even part of the issue they may be talking to you about hopefully you know it'll just really broaden um broaden the thinking um 
it, it's just a lovely link, I think, the microbiome to many different areas of practice. Amazing. And, and it sounds like it definitely forms one of these pillars or kind of legs of a stall where if you've got a client coming in and they are injured, um, it might not be the nutrition side of things might not be directly linked to that injury. But in the same way as sleep is so important for physical and mental recovery, so is your nutrition and the gut microbiome. So by giving this information to the patient, you could well be increasing their chance of recovery and just giving them that foundation to recover, allowing the body to, you know, yeah, to deal with a, what's going on. It's a really great point, recovery for sure, because um, it really can impact the quality of sleep and um, and that is so vital. Yeah, so really good point. It sounds like, and I love this because I'm quite old and, and I remember when holistic was the ugly word mm. <clears throat> and the definition of holistic was kind of like, you know, rotate your crystals around a chakra and kind of not having a go at that, but I'm just saying it was less evidence-based and it was kind of like a joss stick and you would solve everything by kind of humming and meditating. Now, all of that still may be useful for people, but now suddenly holistic is now incorporating the research and it's coming and showing how sleep is so important, what's probably yeah. happening in our brains if we do go through those stages properly without waking mm. up every hour. Mm. And the same way as you're talking now, we can actually put some evidence behind what we've always kind of known, why we should be eating variety, why yeah. we shouldn't be eating processed food. So it's, it's, I can understand why you said it's such an exciting place to be for someone who is so passionate about looking at the evidence because it's finally come. Holistic is no longer an ugly word. It's kind yeah. of, oh, we've got some evidence for this now. Yeah, exactly. And it's a beautiful thing. And um, it's really interesting what you're saying there, because a lot of the research with the microbiome that we understand about um, sleep has come about because of all the research that's been done on people with autoimmune conditions, things like rheumatoid arthritis, um, inflammatory bowel disease. And they always sadly have a sort of disadvantaged microbiome and there's always this connection between um, poor emotional well-being and inflammation in the body and sleep um, and the, the microbiome is the link in all of that uh, and that's sort of something that has always been understood but not we didn't know why and and now we do and and yeah so it's it really is exciting and it's a kind of it is becoming a very personal approach to nutrition um, because we all have a different microbiome. It's unique to all of us. Um, and it, what it means is that we all actually respond, like you and I respond to the same food quite differently because of that. And so it's really getting a little bit more in depth in that way. Um, so yeah, lots of, um, lots, lots to share for sure. And you used the word personalised just then, like it is in the title, because that's something which we're striving for as well in healthcare and realising is that how we approach one individual for anything, whether it's yeah. for recovery or performance, is going to be very different potentially from another individual, whether right. you're a runner or... Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's no surprise the same thing goes for advice when it comes to nutrition and stuff. And yeah, fascinating area. And then your second presentation, which is kind of the new foundation to whole health thinking, that will differentiate in the sense that what it's tying the physical and the mental elements of what gut health can do, is it then? Or can you say whole so health? I think really um, with that one, it's kind of thinking about this whole new 
way of approaching health that it's not just like you know you see a physio for this or you see a psychiatrist for some therapy or you know it's it's looking at the whole person is is just so vital as you know I'm, I'm teaching granny to psychiatry but no, at all, um, love hearing or, it. you know everybody knows this but it's um and it is music to our ears um that this is what finally I think there's a real movement now that people are beginning to understand this and um it's interesting because uh in order for this to come through in medical teaching you know it has to go through so many rigorous stages before it can be sort of policy and go into education and come out the other side so it's going to be a long time before you go to your gp and receive that information unless they have the time which i'm sure they don't to actually learn it for themselves so i just feel very privileged to be able to share this really sort of robust evidence-based um information which which is going to be the medicine of the future i mean it's there's no doubt about it you know when you when you look at the research it's throwing up so so that session is more the sort of bigger picture i think on um yeah let's um embrace this kind of whole whole body approach to our health brilliant um and again i mean as i said at the beginning there's no at Therapy Expo, there won't be one particular presentation which will be the best one for everybody. It all very much depends where you are in your career, what you already know and yeah. stuff. Um, but if nutrition and understanding your own nutrition and being a health client is is part of what you particularly think you could benefit from in your clients, then both of these will be um, an interesting one to go to. And then and then talk to other people because we we had a we had a, just a chat with Gary. Um, founder of STA was on here as well we just talked about what how therapists can best learn from therapy expo because it's two manic days yeah steps have been taken to try and slow it down because last year was just it was just a people were itching looking at their programs and and running out a bit early just they got a seat in the next one and when we did some feedback afterwards with therapists it's like how much do you remember from what you saw this like the first one and a bit of the last one everything yeah. between that. yeah. that's not that's not the way to learn so this time we're trying to encourage i mean the the therapy expert organizers are really cool they had a for a couple of years now particularly this year um, they've had a panel of people giving feedback and helping them modify stuff and one of the ones was let's have bigger gaps in between the presentations just so people can talk about with other people about what they've seen so if you do miss for example lucy um for the presentation just make sure that you're networking and chatting who have you gone to see or did you see lucy williamson oh wow i saw mm. i heard the podcast what did she talk about because you can learn sometimes just as much yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, enough in that 10 minutes of chat over an espresso first yeah morning. yeah there we go well come right, in there we go. you know I'm, I'm really looking forward to being there for the whole day and experiencing it all and you know or, or come and find me and we can just chat anyway um brilliant and there will be a speaker's lounge as well. That's the other thing we thought is because sometimes last year it was the speakers finished and then people kind of rushed up and the speaker had to go somewhere else. And now there is actually a big dedicated speaker's lounge. So speakers do have some time to hang around nice. and they feel like just having a few questions and, and some peace and quiet. And, and we've got that right next to the STA stand as well. So Excellent. it's been really, it should be, I'm hoping it'll be a really nice experience this year. It should be really cool. I think just getting um, together is just great, isn't it? It just fires up yeah. enthusiasm and you, you, yeah, it's just invaluable that, um, that time, sure, together. 
Marvellous, right. And also we mentioned before your gut health course, that's, am I right in thinking that's being updated? Have you got kind of... Yeah, so there's a wonderful message on there saying from one of your um, listeners who I, yeah, uh, has done it recently, which is great. So it's basically an online course just on demand. You just do it in your own time. But I did it during COVID and this last six months, I've been religiously going through it and updating it. And actually I've changed it a fair bit um so the obviously the microbiome is completely runs throughout it as a golden thread and the first part is just sort of the introduction to the microbiome but then i kind of weave in each different section um topics that i know now that people really are keen to know more about so uh weight control um emotional well-being um diabetes um and cholesterol level so what we tend to call metabolic health and in each each different session section now kind of deals with a, a different health aspect and how the microbiome is related to it but um yeah i'm really excited actually because it's now getting accredited by the uk and international health coaches association so that's really great and then hopefully soon as well by my sort of professional body the association for nutritionists are going to accredit it as well and that just helps me to um uh yeah it just validates it which is really good um so but at, at the actually at expo um yeah i will have a nice discount um code for it with me <laughs> so, more reasons to go to expo yeah, yeah so uh, that that'll be great yeah that's great. And like I said before, if people are interested in hearing about that, then all you've got to do is go to, let's bring it up on the screen for people who have joined us live, go to this wonderful website, lwnutrition.co.uk. And then if you click along the top, you'll see information for the gut health course. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Breaks it all down there. If you scroll down on that webpage, it gives you a lovely breakdown. I think there's a video there as well. And there's all sorts of information there, really, really um, worth well yep. worth checking out people so lwnutrition.co.uk right well, wonderful oh look at that it feels so civilized no rush to go at all you just just project calmness Lucy well, Williamson. it might be because i appeared an hour earlier so it's <laughs> true yeah yeah uh, that's completely my fault but anyway it turned out to be nice because by the time we began i was very relaxed very nice wonderful okay right so um thank you people who joined us in the live lounge <clears throat> if you listen to the podcast then a couple of things just to throw you away one do please if you enjoyed it leave a rating on particularly on iphones it takes 22 seconds just to go into your, your app and just put five stars and say oh i really enjoyed blah 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 it just helps this word get out there it helps when people do google search nutrition they will get Dr. Lucy Williamson instead of the food babe or something or, or other kind of interesting nutritionists out there. It will get the quality closer to the top. Um, and also the second thing is um, if you listen to the podcast then you do want to join us live and network with some other people and ask questions live, then you're welcome to come along to the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel. Sometimes I put it out on Facebook as well. Just follow the UK underscore SDA and you'll see where we're going to be. Um, next Tuesday, we're going to continue um, chatting with speakers who will be at Therapy Expo this year. And we're going to be chatting with uh, Lucy Gilbanks, who has been on the show before. Um, 
She is an ex-international athlete, lightweight rower, researcher of REDS, which I hope you all know by now as relative energy deficiency in sport. And Lucy's going to be in the STA Update Theatre, in fact, after Dr. Lucy Williamson. So oh, two Lucy's, one after the other. And that should be a really nice kind of yeah, know, um, natural flow on as well. Person, yeah. So Lucy's going to be, Lucy um, Gilbanks is going to be talking about relative energy deficiency in sport, what therapists need to know. Um, and you can check out, if you're interested in that, check out the previous podcast episode we had with Lucy Gilbanks. Again, amazing story yeah. um, and message. So that'll be next week. Um, so there we go. Right. I'm going to shut the live lounge down. Um, Lucy, if you could hang around just for 30 seconds, I can thank you once we're off air. Sure. But just once again, thank you so much for giving up your two hours for tonight. It's <laughs> been <laughs> very generous of you. Um, and thank you everyone in the live lounge for joining us. Gary Benson has put a little message up here just to let people know that the STA will also accredit the course for CPD for our members. I'd be happy to send you an accredited logo, relevant CPD logo. I'll let Matt sort it for you. Thanks, Gary. Very big of you. And uh, thanks again for your time and expertise. Lucy yeah definitely um, we um, we are a totally uh, what's what I'm looking for unbiased professional association we don't sell our own CBD at all but when we see something we recognize could be useful to to other therapists out there then we're the first to kind of recommend it um, especially when those magic evidence-informed evidence-based kind of robust words drip in there that's kind of definitely what goes out on our newsletter so yeah We'll definitely accredit that and let people know about it in newsletters and things. So thanks for reminding me, Gary. But for now, nine o'clock on the dot. Thank you for joining us. And if you would like to join us live next week, then see you on the YouTube channel for the Sports Therapy Association podcast. Take care. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy.